Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toppy, toppy. Hello and welcome to A Burkamp Wonderland uh, or ABW Live. Sorry, I should say, getting confused about which show we're on. This is the post Olympiakos game. Nice 1 0 away for us. And someone has left his YouTube on, so he's hearing himself and confusing himself as well. It's proper amateur hour on here. I'm here meant to show off to the rest of the boys that, you know, I can be a stable pair of hands at some point. But sorry, Danny, it's not good. It's just you, maybe Jason. Talking about the two boys that joined me. Uh, firstly, we'll start because he was here first. Femi, how's it going? Hey, going good, going good. And we also joined last, not I know means least, was Richard. Richard, we had some troubles with the link, but you're here now. Hey guys, yeah, yeah, as per usual. How's it going? Yeah, it's all good, thank you. Still trying to work out while my video is going at about two miles an hour, but <laughs> oh well. I would like to say we've got 69 viewers and that makes me excited. <laughs> and talk about the 69 viewers. You can see them in the chat box. Uh, first one in there, I wanted to say it was Michael, but it wasn't. It was Mark Holmes was in there. Uh, we're going to 1-0 to the Arsenal. Uh, Michael Hahnemann then slotted a fiver down our wife fronts. And oh, what was Michael's comment in there as well? Uh, it's fair play to Lacquer. His head could have dropped after the one he missed in the first half. But he kept going to get his rewards. Saka is unreal. We'll get into uh, Saka's performance. Second, some guy called Danny the GFP is in there. And, oh, J-Rob as well has stuck two cents down our uh, down our Y-fronts. Uh, well, let's get into the game. And we'll start about the lineups. Uh, Femi, what do you reckon to the lineups? A couple of uh, interesting selections in there yeah um <laughs> it was a bit of, i got it on my phone i was like um i was trying to work out what, what formation we were going to play but I, I kind of figured we would play four at the back because he literally has played the same formation to keep the side settled since he's coming um socrates on the right side was a bit of a surprise because i had mustafi down to play right back to be fair but then thinking about it, against Leeds, I think it was, wasn't it? Socrates played right back in that game when Bellerin got a rest. But you would have thought that Maitland-Niles would have come in. But I kind of see that he wanted some height in the team as well. So that kind of all made sense with uh, with just a few more taller players. Maybe expected a lot of crosses from the other side. But apart from that... Um, the front three, I was a bit worried because when we saw them against Burnley, it just didn't work. It seems that positionally, we just it just didn't work. So this time, Martinelli started on the left instead of the right. And I'm sure we'll go on to how that all panned out during the game. But I guess if you're going to rest some players, we've got a big game on Sunday. So we have to look forward to that as well. So, yeah, kind of made sense, I guess, in the end. <laughs> Yeah, Richard, what did you make to Leno coming in as well? Well, I suppose coming in rather than Martinez not replacing him. Um, it, it makes sense uh, for me. I was happy to see it. Um, this is probably more of a 
more of a uh, not a sure thing, but more of a a viable way to get into the Champions League uh, than um, the, the Premier League. Uh, so it would make sense to start with your best goalkeeper. Um, so yeah, I was more than more than happy for Leno to come in. I felt a little bit sorry for Martinez because I think he's done in the main he's done really well. Um, I think it was like in the Frankfurt game he was really good and stuff like that. His shot stopping has, has been pretty decent. But I think it makes sense. We're in, we're in the, you know, the business end now. We need to get, you know, <clears throat> we've got an outside chance in the Premier League, but a, a much better chance in the Europa League to get into that Champions League. So I was happy to see it. Happy to see it. Yeah, excellent. Let's uh, let's get into the game. Uh, so I got my new my new notebook. It's not a Brighton and Hove Albion one. Now that anybody's looking on camera, uh, uh, I think most of my comments mainly were how well Olympiacos kind of started Femi, uh, especially that little uh, that little midget Valbuena. Yeah, yeah. They they clearly had a plan, which was to target our right side and ping crosses towards Saka. On the left side, that was clearly their plans. And it, it kind of worked, didn't it? Because I think Saka, if you watch him, he usually starts games like really, really slowly, especially defensively. And then he just he builds into the game. So I think the first uh, chance that they had, uh, the Leno save, we kind of got lucky there because he did push it right into the path of a player. He, he, you know, that could have gone anywhere, to be honest. And then... Um, the second chance, the back post header should have another chance that should have been put away. And at that point, you're watching the game, you're thinking, wow, we're going to be in for, you know, a lot, a hell of a night, another Burnley maybe from a couple of weeks ago type of game. Um, but yeah, we settled into the game, I guess, uh, eventually. Yeah, Rich, what do you reckon to that first chance we had? I think after seven minutes, uh, trying to work out who actually missed it. Oh, well, we can say Lacazette missed it because that's a given, right? Uh, (laughs) With a Martinelli chance. um, uh, Is that the one where there was like really nice interplay between between them all? Lacazette played in Martinelli and it looked like it was going out and he stopped it. Yes, the one. Um, Yeah, I couldn't believe it. My head was in my hands in that one. I I thought that, you know, after breaking his duck uh, against Newcastle, you know, I thought maybe he's got that, you know, that thing off his back and he can, you know, he, he might go go forward and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is such a chance that he used to stick away with his eyes closed. You know, you could see that he's still affected. His confidence isn't up there kind of thing because that was, he should have stuck that away very, very easily. I was, I was quite shocked that he missed that. And I thought to myself, when that went, didn't go in, I thought, oh no, is it going to be, is it going to be one of those games, you know, where it's just nothing's falling right for us? Because up to that, it was, you know, it was quite bitty. Like I said to you guys before, off air before we started, I, I missed the first like three minutes. So I think I I, I, I walked into the game where I think with their, their headed chance. And I saw like my Twitter going, like, going, what is going on? What is, thank God for Leno. And I was like, oh no, oh no. And I said, that when Lacazette missed that chance, I went, um, is it that game? Are we are we back in this place? But <laughs> to, be f- to be fair, when you looked at that that chance as well, they showed it on the the, the halftime highlights. If Martinelli had gone down, he probably would have got a penalty there because the guy, as he was stopping the ball from going out, came sliding mm. all the way in. So I mean, if he had gone down there, we would have definitely got a penalty, or probably not yeah, knowing our the, lot. To see the guy <laughs> hold up his. He, see the, 
you see the defender kind of hold up his hand yeah. before he's even finished the slide because he knew he'd fucked up. Yeah. My language. yeah, it's the uh, standard issue of like, oh yeah, it's definitely not a foul if I put my hands up kind of <laughs> kind of thing there. Uh, we're going into the further of the rest half. Yeah, we're, we're struggling to kind of get into the game. Uh, but Femi Guendouzi, he's getting on the receiving end of a lot of... Uh, a lot of challenges. Uh, do you think they were kind of targeting him early on? Because he was he was on the floor pretty often. Um, I think there was only, to be fair, there was one that looked like he was injured, which was uh, the one that he took a kick and then yeah. tried to carry on and fell down. But he does attract. I mean, I think it's the way he plays, isn't it? He does hold on to the ball to attract a lot of physical contact. And if he gets any sort of physical contact, he is down on the ground, thumping the ground, isn't he? So <laughs> he does annoy He does annoy fans. You could hear the fans visibly, you know, or you could hear them just, just getting really upset with him. Um, so I think it's just a part of his game, isn't it? The way he holds onto the board, the way he, he likes to attract players and then spin them. But if he gets any sort of touch, he doesn't. He will let the referee know. So uh, they got a couple of yellow cards um, from fouls from him, which was uh, quite surprising that the referee was dishing out yellows that freely against a home team. It's not usually like that. Yeah, it was kind of surprising how um, not aggressive, fair, should we go with, the referee was to to us generally with the number of yellow cards you say that were coming out from them, because we certainly got ones when we deserved them. Well, yeah, um, we, we got away with a few as well, to be fair, tonight. <laughs> it's not usual, but yeah, we, we could add a... Sabaya should have had a yellow at one yeah. point as well, so... I think there was pullback, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Mustafi got away with a couple as well, didn't he, with yeah. uh, some that we've seen given against him, but you go, that's a, that's a fine tackle, that one. Um 20 minutes this into might the sound whole... like a weird, yeah. a weird. Sorry, sorry Josh. This That's might right. sound like a weird thing. Did anyone else feel this? I thought that the pitch seemed massive, and that sounds really, really weird. But there seemed to be there was like gaps all over the pitch. Uh, and it, is that pitch like I don't? I don't normally watch Olympiacos and stuff like that. Are they? Is it pitch normally? Is it a, considered a big pitch? I've... Because it seemed like we had massive gaps between each other. I think it was the camera angle rather than anything else kind of seemed more um i don't i don't want to say more aerial because all of them are aerial shots but you know what i mean it was more over the pitch than normal you kind of see it from a different angle you know like the uh liverpool one for a couple of seasons was basically being Mm. shot by the hubble telescope it was that far up (laughs) uh but i think in terms of the space i think we were just really compact uh, I think that's one of the changes we've kind of seen under Arteta, uh, that we're just a lot more compact, a lot narrower. We don't need to be as expansive in the wings when we don't need to be, especially defensively. And that's where our defensive game has come on hugely. But I don't know, Femi, did you feel like there were gaps across the field? I think, than normal? Um, I think the beginning of the first half, first 20 minutes, it seemed like, we were just all over the place, to be honest, um, in terms of gaps. I don't know, but when Willett plays, don't you... I always feel that there's a gap somewhere when Joe Willett plays. I, I don't know. He's just a weird player. I just can't put my f- finger quite on him and what exactly he is. Sometimes he looks good, but sometimes, like you said, he just looks missing. Um, the pitch also was really wet, you could tell. So there's 
we had a lot of players slipping and sliding, not controlling the ball. It seemed like a really heavy pitch. I don't know if it, they said it was raining at one point. It looked like they watered it as well. <laughs> so yeah. It, yeah, there were a couple of boot changes across the game as well. So clearly something up with that pitch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to continue through the first half. Um I realised that was going to be going over the same point, which was like, oh, we've already <laughs> talked about Martinelli putting it back. Um, talk about the free kick, though, because Joe Willock won this just outside the box and Femi David-Louis stepped up for, I think, his first attempt <laughs> of the half. Was that um, one? I think Xhaka hit that Xhaka? this one. Sorry, that was Xhaka. Yeah, Xhaka yeah, hit Xhaka. it and it, it hit Martinelli. Uh, the deflection actually took it into the keeper's hand. So who who knows where it was going before that? I think it was going wide, to be fair. But if that had probably that if I mean if it had deflected harder off Martinelli, it would have totally wrong footed the keeper. But somehow it just deflected enough to go straight into the keeper's hand. Um, but I mean, it, only Xhaka could take it from that place, I, I guess. See, uh, that's the thing. I wondered why Richard, to your uh, point, on did it look more open? I thought we were getting a different camera angle from the angle we were kind of at. I could kind of see David Luiz hitting one of those kind of like banana kicks just around the wall. It looked like that kind of thing was on. Did you, what did you think of the free kick? Did you think anyone else could have stepped I, up? I, I, I thought it was a couple of yards too close to goal for David Luiz just to get that up and down that way that he, is it called a knuckleball where that, that where he hits yeah. into the ball? And it get you know it goes up and then and then down. I think it was a little bit too close, and I think it was it was right for a left footer. I, I think yeah. the um it was just a little bit too wide. Um, but yeah, it was just it was one of those things. Like I say, it, you know that, that deflection could have gone anywhere. It, luckily for them, the keeper was just about to leave his his left foot, but he was able to. It was a little bit too. Had he had gone like a fraction of a second earlier. It would have been a goal, but he was able to 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 go back onto his other foot, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. Uh, what did you reckon to the rest of the first half, Femi? Because that's really where my notes kind of kind of end on that first half. <laughs> and you know, it's bad when it's after twenty seven minutes. To be fair, you know what? If it's, I prefer a game like that away from home. To be honest, I, I thought I was saying to myself, okay, this is a lot more controlled. In terms of um, the second half of the first half, I would say we controlled the game, we controlled the ball, we weren't getting caught on the break. You know, we restricted them to basically nothing um, in terms of chances. And if you're going to, you know, go away from home, it's, it's better to play like that. Uh, we're going to have, you know, a lot of tough away. I think sometimes it's, it's better to have a quiet, you know, time in, <laughs> in a game away from home. I still, I mean, I still have nightmares about Watford away, where we were just constantly peppered and peppered and peppered. So it's just, it's, it's good to have no notes. It's better to be quiet, I guess, and try and do something <laughs> later on, like we did. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, yeah, do you have anything on that as well, Richard? 
stuff. Well, it's, it, we we grew into we grew into the game. It was let's say it, after a frenetic kind of opening five minutes, we did slow the pace down, try to quiet the crowd down, and you could you could see what they were trying to do. It 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 hurt us a little bit, I think, not having a more adventurous right back. I think that went see, going back to like the, the I don't, I don't want to go back to the, the like too tough, but like when I saw Socrates on the pitch. On uh, on the on right back, I was like, ah, okay, uh, and I think that's why he didn't start with Pepe because Pepe's not defense uh, defensively minded, and at least uh, Abamyang will give you some sort of running backwards and uh, some slight protection kind of thing. But I think it, it that's one of those gaps that I was talking about earlier. The gap between Socrates and Abamyang was huge. So like we we had we had there was like no overlapping there was no uh, going in and and making an extra number into midfield there was very he he basically played as a centre back at right back um, and I think because of that most of our attacks were then centred towards the left hand side and they were able to load that side of the pitch and kind of uh, nullify M- uh, Martinelli. And Saka, for the most part, but you know, we still we managed, I say, grow into the game, and it say it got better as the half wore on. If that made any sense for my words, <laughs> don't worry, it did. Uh, I was just busy jumping through my computer's various different settings to work out what's going on with my internet because something's draining it, and I can't find out what it is. But chat box, that's enough about me. We're at half time, so. I've got to do the bit that I think of all the ABW hosts, I'm the worst at. I don't know if the panel would agree because you've been on the receiving end of it. Does this, uh, you know, get you into the mood, Rich Femi? This, this, is, this, is, <laughs> this is always the fun bit, this bit. Oh, uh, well, I, I take it you're going you're gonna, to uh, look and see how many likes we've got. Is that what <laughs> you're about to do? I'm going to go and, oh, God. Um, as one of my good friends said, Earlier, when describing Gwen Doozy, he's all balls and no dick. Um, it's a bit like the chat box. Um, there's, there's 150 of you in there now, and only 40 thumbs up. And zero thumbs down as well. It's ridiculous. What's going on? Uh, source it out. And will we might continue doing this. If not, one of us will throw our toys out the pram, and that'll be it, you know. So a hundred likes would be good. That's you know less than two thirds of you going. Fuck it, go on. I pity this twat. Let's give him a like, and uh, I'll try and move on to the second half and maybe get my camera back because I feel like seeing what it looks like now. But as Loki has said, probably my t-shirt. Um, so second half. Oh, <laughs> the first thing that happens in the second half. Should we talk about Lacazette going down in the box, Femi? Uh, about 48 minutes in oh yes yes is yes, he yes. is he looking for it or is it a dive is it a challenge i don't really know i thought it was a penalty when i first saw it in real time mm, and that's I mean, why I'm, I'm yeah i mean i mean when you're through on goal i, I don't understand what he was doing he he's, he's had a lot of these moments where he's through on goal and then he just just does nothing basically and then uh he just threw himself to the ground. No way was he going to get a penalty for that. He had uh, so much time and he just, 
it just seemed to, that's what I said. If it was something wrong with a pitch or something, it just seemed like he was running with lead boots or something. He just, just slowed down and you just thought, oh, like, <laughs> like you said, it, you thought, oh, it's going to be one of these games, isn't it? And he just, I don't know, Lacazette, Aubameyang, they had a terrible 25 minutes in the when we came out from the break. Between the two of them, I couldn't work out who was worse, to be honest with you. But I, th- I think so. To cut, and I think that's that, that's that that confidence thing I was talking about earlier with Lacazette. I think a Lacazette, you know, full of confidence on top of his game, would have just put his left foot through that yeah. and just yeah. walloped it into the back of the net. But he's he's in, he's you know he's kind of in his head too much, uh, and he's he's thinking about it too much. Like I say, I think he had too much time to to make a decision on what to kind of do, and I think he tried to buy. Uh, by a penalty which was the you know the wrong thing to I thought what I thought he was going to do I thought he was going to try and cut it back like faint shot and try and cut it back onto his onto his right foot and either get taken out by the player or he's free and he can take a shot he kind of did nothing he kind of did like a weird step over and just bundled into the dude it was just it was very strange yeah it's like he didn't get that move he was trying to do complete he didn't get it right to then kind of draw that contact. But yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on that a, a fit and firing Lacazette smashes that with his left and doesn't even think about it. Um, even if it's, you know, just tries to get something on target, but we have seen, we tried to pull for pull back for, uh, you know, across the face of goal We're coming, cut back FC again. Um, I think, I think Archie in the yeah. um, chat box said, um, Laka had a Giroud game. I think that's a perfect summing up of his of his performance. To be honest, he had a a Giroud performance. That's exactly the type of performance Giroud would give. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's one of those. He had a goal scoring record like Giroud as well, hasn't he, for the past couple of months? <laughs> uh, so, fifty minutes. I have got the right free kick this time. Louise hits it. Uh, I've got it into row A, seat 900. That's the opposite of row Z because that just went so far wide. It was basically a corner. <laughs> uh, sorry, not a corner, uh, a throw in. But how do you feel about David Louis taking free kicks, Femi? Um, he hasn't scored one. I don't even know if he's hit the target with one, to be honest with you, since, since he's been at Arsenal. Um, I think players like David Luiz, Roberto Carlos, you know the players that you, you think that they have this amazing record at free kicks, but they when you when you look, drill down into the record, it's it's usually pretty pathetic their record at free kicks, but um but he's always there, isn't he? Like every time we have a free yeah. kick at the edge of the box, he's always the first one there. And you're thinking, no, no, don't take it. Don't take <laughs> it. Don't take it. But we yeah. have we have quite a few free kick takers, don't we? We've got uh, a Pepe, Lacazette had some good ones last season. Aubameyang had that one against Villa earlier this season as well. Um, so we've got quite a few players that seem... But then the two players that always line up for it but never seem to score is Xhaka and, and David Luiz. 
Yeah, Xhaka was the one I was thinking about against Crystal Palace, but that was the last time I can last think he season, scored yeah. one. Last <laughs> season, that was a decent free kick from him. But as you say, it's a bit like Coutinho's goal-scoring record. You're like, oh yeah, he scored 10 goals last season. They're all from like 40 yards out. And then you look at it and he's taken 170 shots. You're like, <laughs> yeah, probably not worth it in that regard. Um, yeah, Richard, what about you? Do you just feel like he's the kid, you know, the kid that was shit at school but had a really good... <laughs> hard shot and just always <laughs> demanded to take free kicks. Yeah, or the, the kid who owned the football. <laughs> so it was his ball, so he decided, I, I'm going to take all the... All penalties are mine. Yeah, and I, it, I'm same as Femi. I kind of... I don't have... I don't have any expectation... When he comes up to... Uh, there's no anticipation when he steps up to take a free kick. I don't... I'm not at the edge of my seat going, oh, we might have a chance here. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going into Rosehead or whatever that... <laughs> Seat three 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 nine yeah. whatever the hell you said, <laughs> but um yeah I I mean there's not really an out apart from Pepe there's not really an outstanding free kick taker is there really I think again like like you're saying you have got those people who are a bit like Roberto Carlos a bit like um I think Cristiano Ronaldo is the same he's like free kicks taken to free kick goal scored it's like a terrible ratio. So I don't know who else we'd really take them, to be fair. So a manager, isn't it? I, don't know. I think he's the best free kick taker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then even then, did Arteta score many? <laughs> but Lacazette was getting was getting good at them last season. Yeah. He had that what, a couple in Europe, didn't he? He oh, had that one Roma. away to Rome. Ro- was it? No, it wasn't Roma. It was oh, Napoli. Oh, yeah. Was yeah, that, that one away yeah, to yeah. Napoli was a peach of a free Absolute kick. Absolute screamer. Yeah. Yeah, but could you imagine him taking a free kick now in his form now? Yeah, that's um, a good point. It's not getting over shin height, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we saw kind of an early sub as well after that. Um, Martinelli came off for Ceballos. What do you reckon to Martinelli's game overall, Richard? Um. I, I, I felt sorry for him because, again, as I was, as I said earlier, I'm not hark on too much because we were so dead on the bloody right hand side. They so they were covering the the le- uh, the the left our left hand side so much that he just he he couldn't really get into the game, you know. But you know he did he huffed and he puffed and he he ran around like a lunatic. Bless him. Um, it, 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 no no lack of effort on his part, kind of thing. Um, I was a little bit surprised. I thought to keep the shape, I thought um, Willock would have came off. Um, uh, but, you know, hey, look, you can't really, uh, you can't, I can't, who am I to, 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 to judge and, and take the mi- mickey out of uh, Mikel Arteta's uh, substitutions? He's, he's done all right so far. So, yeah, I guess so far, so good. Yeah, I, was, I, was a, I was a bit shocked. Yeah, as I say, Femi, what did you reckon to Willock going out onto the wing? Um, And yeah, Ceballos, and Ceballos coming on in general, because I didn't think that was the the sub for us at that time. If we're being honest with ourselves, the substitution for the next, I'll say probably 15, 20 minutes until we scored, I thought that was the worst we played. Because at that point, Aubameyang was just struggling on the right. Like everything he did was just terrible. He was kicking the ball out of play, giving the ball to them. Um, he was not tracking back properly. He was shirking responsibility. And then what happened then was 
Willock was just having a nightmare on the other side. So we were basically just getting attacked from both sides with, you know, with both both of our covering wingers just having an absolute nightmare, to be honest with you. And Ceballos came on and he was just, he just didn't seem to get up to the speed of the game as well. So our whole midfield was just, it just disintegrated. And I think they just smelt blood at that point, to be honest with you. Yeah, because we got we had some chances after that, but uh, yeah, as you say, Leno. Should we talk about Leno's save as well, Femi? Uh, that one about seventy-one minutes. Yes, in, the one that was then offside, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was. I, I was insane. Um, yeah, and he to be honest, if you, if you really look at it, he's been our player of the season. Let's be honest. Like if we, I mean, Aubameyang scored goals. We all love goals, yes, but Leno has just kept us in so many games this season. It's it's actually unbelievable. He's he's just improved. Um, he surprised me to be honest because when we signed him, there were so many mixed reports, but he he just seems to be getting better, doesn't he? Uh, with each game, with each year. So hopefully we can tie him down and not get into any contractual nonsense with him and that he has to leave and he can be a good keeper for us for years to come to be honest with you definitely was man of the match tonight as well yeah he's one of those what, what, uh, what happened with the save because I, I didn't see it I didn't see the game uh, was a, the app went mental what happened what was it it was about? a free kick wasn't it Um, I think it was a free kick yeah yeah, yeah one of the box. many free kicks we started giving away at the edge of the box and I think it was a player sliding in and it was a point blank save. But um, the flag oh, went up after that. Uh, so that one was the header. Was that the header? Okay. Yeah, I think the one I'm thinking was the header. Um, but Leno did have that other chance where he spilt it. Uh, that was from a free kick, wasn't it? Yes, that um, was another one, yes. That was a weird one. Talking about the referee giving them opportunities. The one where the guy <laughs> kicked the ground and got a free kick yes, yes. for it. Uh, lack is that absolutely mental, but I think it was from that maybe. I yeah, can't that was the second one. Yeah, that was one yeah. way he spilled it. Yeah, he spilled it, but that was still another great save. save yeah. But he's one of those goalkeepers that's like no flair. Yeah, it's a bit like um, Layman, who he's the know, sort of like, he's the he's the anti um, anti what's that Everton keeper's name. Oh, the England he's the anti-Pickford, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's just like no flair to his game whatsoever. He's just a consistent... He'll give you like a 7.5, 8 out of 10 every game. Um, although we have been seeing a bit more from him than that this season. But a, yeah, I'd go behind that as well with player of the season for us so far. Um, but we got our kind of wish as well Rich we saw Willock come off and Pepe come on Aubameyang out to the left what do you reckon to Pepe coming on so kind of late in the game really well I could I could see why he didn't start because the first thing he did was he gave the ball away and then didn't track the runner (laughs) so like I I could I could see why he didn't start because then Socrates was on his Todd, bless him, and he's he's not exactly the, the 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 quickest player in the bunch. But what it did give, it gave us, especially on the break, it gave us 
genuine threat kind of thing. And, you know, it was, um, it also allowed Aubameyang to go onto um, the, the, the left-hand side, which I think he's, seems a bit more comfortable with. Um, and then again, it, so it, 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 it gave more uh, of an outlet either side rather than just having everything go down one avenue, if that makes any sense. It just opens up the game a lot more. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I was glad he came on. I think we needed to do do something because, like I said, that we were starting to give away bitty fouls and they were starting to maybe come grow stronger into the game. So we needed we needed to do something to change it. So I was glad when he came on. Yeah, and, uh, Femi, what did you reckon? Because we finally, as you say, got uh, as I said, we got Willock off. Um, yes. How much more comfortable did Abamyang look back yes. on the left? I think that was the main main thing is to get Abamyang off of that right and onto the left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just as soon as he went to the left, he just looked way more comfortable. Even he just and Saka looked more comfortable as well. You know, he felt he looked like he could burst forward more and have someone to play off of as well. Because Martinelli was always looking to go inside, and Willock was just just struggling to be honest with you. So Saka didn't like didn't have anything to build off of as well. So he couldn't get forward like he usually does, even though he he was making his own runs, but he didn't have anyone to play the ball off of. Like he usually does, but it, it it gave us more of a balance, to be honest with you. Yeah, and uh, going into how Bamiang looked better on the left as well. Do you want to talk us through the goal, Femi? Oh man! Um, unfortunately, my phone alerted me of the goal before the <laughs> before BT had, had caught up. So I was like, they were in our box. We were in our box, weren't we? And I was like, oh, yeah. are they going to score it now? <laughs> And then the next thing, I'm getting an alert on my phone and I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, we've let in a goal here, haven't we? Because so, that scored. Um, Mustafi with a ball, wasn't it? Um, it was, uh, I was at, at the game on uh, against Newcastle on Sunday. Mustafi was pinging those balls around, but every single one of them was going out of play on Sunday. <laughs> Today, he's pinged one. Uh, let's be honest, it should have gone out of play. Let's, it, it wasn't a great pass. Uh Great control from Oba. Um, and as soon as he faced up to his guy, you knew, okay, he's more comfortable. Gives a great pass to Saka, who the composure, the awareness, it was like a different pass than he gave on Sunday. So he doesn't cross the ball, does he? He passes the ball in. It's like a, just a lovely pass, takes out all the defenders and all Lacazette had to do was stay on side. Easy tapping, to be honest with you. Even he couldn't miss that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, Saka, Saka's part in that. He Excellent. What a player he is. Need to get him tied down to that contract as soon. I don't want to hear about this contract anymore. He's a, he's an 18-year-old. Been at Arsenal since eight years old. Just get him, get that sorted. He's got such a bright future to be honest with you. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think it's one of those that are almost looking for a, a negative story in Arsenal at the moment. And that seems to be the one that, oh, by the way, do you know one of your youngsters who can't go anywhere anyway at the moment? Because, you know, it's not like he can sign with anyone because he's under 22. So there's yeah. no Bosman ruling. 
So, oh, let's try and get something to get the Arsenal fans fired up. So, yeah, Saka's contract running down, I think, is is one of them. But, Richard, yeah, uh, what did you reckon to that whole piece of movement as well with Lacko? Well, it, uh, it was... It- it was fantastic. It was uh, it, that doesn't happen on the right hand side because uh, um, Socrates just wasn't overlapping. He had he had no help Aubameyang on the right hand side. Um, for, like I said, I know he, he looked a lot more comfortable on that left hand side, but it's because he had that other player near him and helping him out overlapping. It was it was a, a, a great pick out from 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 Saka. It was a real intelligent ball, and also like I'm going to give. Lack of the credit, it was an. In, it, he could have become a magnet and gone across the the defenders and across the goalkeeper to try and meet the ball, but he he made the run away from it. It was an intelligent run to make. Like it says, it's that it's a goal scorer's run kind of thing that not a lot of strikers know. Well, not not a lot of strikers know how to do, but that strikers inertly know how to do. So I'm going to give him a little bit of credit um, uh, for that. Although it was, like I say, an easy tapping, he had to make the run and be there, um, kind of thing. But yeah, it was just it was fantastic. Like I got the same with Femi. I I got a little notification come up on my phone. I need to bloody delete it or something like that. Saying, oh, the Arsenal scored, and I was like, huh? Hang on a second, Mustafa's got it in our box. What the hell's going on? Um, so it kind of it kind of uh, diluted my um, enthusiasm when the goal went yeah. in. But I could still appreciate it though. It was fantastic, um, fantastic uh, bit, of, bit of play. Yeah, I've had to start doing, getting into the habit of put, turning my phone over so I don't see it, it lighting up with all the different <laughs> WhatsApp notifications with people watching it in different speeds. And then you have well, I was, someone... I, I, was, I was streaming the game from my to my TV. Yeah. So it, on the TV, it came in like massive. <laughs> oh, so go on. I said, oh, dear. Right. Uh, we're coming near, well, towards the end of the game. So, chat box, if you've got any questions, stick them in the box and we might answer them. And um, we might not. Depends on when I want to go to bed, to be honest. Um, and that answer <laughs> was a about 10 o'clock um but yeah pop something in the box and we'll definitely get get into them and answer them uh but for the meantime we shall go through the rest of the game um 84 minutes in we get another big chance i'm livid about this um with a 5v2 situation jack has got the ball um richard do you want to talk us through what happens next from this because I'm screaming, well, it, pass it, it to Lacquer, pass it to Lacquer. Yeah, well, it was, it was, Xhaka's pass, he, he should have slipped him in earlier. I mean, it was, it was an okay ball to play, but he played it, he played it behind Aubameyang. So then, is this the one I'm talking about? Then Aubameyang then uh, slipped yeah. into Lacazette. Yeah, so then Aubameyang's got a very difficult pass to make, because again, it, it's behind him. So he's kind of got a, dig it out and dig it to Lacazette, who again, it's, it's now like slowed up. I actually thought, and I, I wanted to watch it again, but the, the, um, the Greek television didn't really do a replay. I thought that the defender got a block in and, and um, made the shot deflect towards the goalkeeper because I thought it was a very good save. Um, but it was just, yeah, it was, again, it was, I was screaming at the TV because I was like, it was... I could see what, you know, when you can see what's happening and you can see, because you can see the whole picture and you're like, slide it in, slide it in now, 
slide it in, ah, oh, fuck, shit pass. And then he just, from there on then, it was ever, it was trying to recover the situation kind of thing. But it was, again, it was, it was just one of those things that, like I said, Lacazette, full in his pomp, is, is he's, he's roasting that in there and then standing there doing his, you know, where he doesn't celebrate kind of thing, just standing there. Yeah. Me my personal no. fiefdom. <laughs> Absolutely. You know. I know what you mean. Um, yeah, Femi, did you have the same kind of thing? Because I saw it when Lacazette was basically splitting those two defenders, centre-backs, coming down with yeah. that run, and Jack has still got it in our bot, in our um, half. He can play that ball early, can't he? And yeah. Play and, it in and behind. Not only was Lacazette running on that side, Pepe was also breaking on that side. So we had two players to the right of him, one player to the left. I thought it was a bad miss by Lacazette personally. I think he hit it straight at the keeper. Um, he, I think he had to do better there. Um, on, you know, that's just my thoughts. You know, it's not an easy chance, but once he's got that far in the box, I think he should have. He should be putting it either side of the keeper, but he hit it straight at him. To be honest. Yeah, it was hard because it, it it went straight into his feet. It didn't uh, because of Bamiang was playing it from behind, but from behind him, he was having to dig the ball up from behind him. It didn't go into Lacazette's pass path, so he wasn't able to run onto the ball and get a clean strike on it. He had to dig the ball went straight to his feet where he was standing, so he had to kind of dig the ball out of his feet and then take the shot, which allowed the Olympiakos defender to get close to him. And I, I, I really want to see it again, kind of thing, because I'm yeah. fairly certain that the defender got a touch on it. Yeah, I've, I'm not sure if it was a touch, but yeah, as you say, it was like the keeper. He just had to get his body behind it, didn't he? It was a couple of steps to the left or the right of where his starting position was. Anyway, it was not a taxing save for him by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but from that resulting corner, we had another chance. Papa hitting the bar. Um, and then how close was Mustafi with that follow-up header? Or how bad a miss was it? Because it we never got, I never got a replay with it. But it was it an close. open goal? It wasn't an open goal, but he just yeah. wasn't. He didn't really, you know, throw himself at the header. I think he's come down. That's where he got injured as well as he's landed. Um Socrates didn't get a clean header either. He seemed to come off of his shoulder as well. Uh, came off of his shoulder and he was injured at that point as well. So maybe even he couldn't even jump probably because uh, he had gone down with cramp about a couple of minutes before that and obviously had to make the run down the other end to, to head the ball to hit his shoulder. He's come down with cramp. Mustafi's gone down holding his ankle and you're thinking... We've got nine men here. It's absolutely mad when they started dropping like flies. I think Socrates wasn't going to, you know, finish the game if everybody in the stadium hadn't kind of stretched out his hamstring for him because he was going down <laughs> constantly for that cramp. But, but did you notice that when he was getting taken off by the uh, physio, our physio was trying to call him to go off on the right side of the pitch because he's playing right back, but he's yeah. gone off where Arteta is to the left side of it. So now he's got to wait for the ref to wave him back on and make a trek all the way to the <laughs> other side of the pitch. It's really weird. weird yeah, I saw, because um, they made sure Mustafi stayed on that side, didn't they, instead? Yeah. So that he could at least come into right back. And those are the kind of small things that are kind of 
like about football, you know, there's kind of minor details that yeah, yeah. can mess up your shape and probably would have seen under Emery. Um, but eventually he did come off, didn't he? Um, I don't actually know when he came off. I just assume it was the 93rd minute. The 90th minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we saw Maitland-Niles make a little uh, cameo from that regard. Um, but yeah, Richard, were you going to say on that? I just, I don't get I don't get the 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 Maitland Niles thing. At, at first, I thought it was just Socrates shithousery. He was like feigning the the cramp and mm. stuff like that, just to kind of tick time over and stuff like that. But he, he it, it's such a, a a much more athletic position being on the flanks than being in in in. And that sounds redundant thing to say. So it was no surprising that he was legitimately cramping up, kind of thing. But I just I don't get. The whole Maitland Niles thing, him not playing today. I just, I really, he he must have either. I don't even think it's not like you say that Arteta doesn't even fancy him because he, he didn't he start the first couple of games under Arteta and he looked yeah. really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He must have really just thrown his toys out the pram or just you know said I don't want to play in that position anymore because I just I do not get it. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think he has put his foot down and said, look, yeah, I did it under the previous manager, but you know what? My I want to play in midfield. I don't want to play right back. You know, we've got Cedric in now as well, haven't we? So we've got cover at some point. So it looks like, because it's one of the things that surprised me uh, before Willock, not Willock, um, Martinelli came off. I would have thought doing like a swap of Gwenduzi and bringing him off for someone like Maitland-Niles because of what was happening in that midfield. It was just, I thought that was kind of, it was one of those games that we needed a runner in there and it was like the perfect level of game for Maitland-Niles to kind of stake his claim because it's not a big game, but it's not a small one, if you know what I mean. It's not like we can go, oh yes, the FA Cup against Portsmouth doesn't matter or on the flip side, like both against Man City, you know, they're going to fuck us over. It was in that weird, you know, a perfect equilibrium. Well, like Everton, I suppose, mm. at the weekend, probably a good one to test them out in. But uh, I don't know what you guys feel about, or Femi, about Maitland-Nars' future at the club. Yeah, um, I'm looking at the chat box and Stan the Man said, um, AZ Maitland-Niles uh, may have got bullied off the ball. Hmm. So that's probably why he went with Socrates, which is probably what I said. I said, we don't really have a lot of height in the team. And if you notice that Arteta was complaining about the fullback position. So I think having Saka there has probably hurt Maitland-Niles because he probably doesn't want two midfielders playing fullback, to be honest with you. I think he probably thinks you can get away with one but maybe having two probably doesn't really help, to be honest. So, um, I mean, maybe the thing it. is, you say that you say that about bit like him. He's, I, I think he's played midfield for Arsenal. I think like two or three times. Yeah, he all pretty much all of his games has been at fullback. The dude is a fullback right about now. Like it's, I know it sounds like silly kind of thing, but like it, he's so he's going to be so far down the midfield food chain because he just he doesn't have minutes there you know um Gwenduzi has more minutes than him Willick Willick has more minutes than him in midfield Sabias is like he's not going to be ahead of Sabias he's not going to be ahead of uh, Torreira he's not going to be ahead of Xhaka I don't see 
I don't, I don't see where he's going to come in and the, unless he like he, he's doing something amazing in yeah. training or something or but then he would start him i just it I, it doesn't make much sense to me i, I i've really, never i've never I seen don't. him as a as a central midfielder personally i've never seen it i mean he had a good game there once i see him more if you're saying like i think wide forward wide forward but then he he's got so much competition there as well he's got He's behind Reese Nelson. He's behind Martinelli, Aubameyang, Pepe. We can go on and on. When Saka moves forward, when Tierney's back, he's behind Saka. Uh, there's so many players that he's behind. So he's, he, to be honest, I can see him being a player sacrificed in the summer. If you could get a good 20, 25 million for him. From, I mean, if, if Liverpool are getting, you know, 18 million for Jordan Ibe, for God's sake, we can... We can get a good twenty twenty five for yeah. him and just just sacrifice mm. him probably. So I think we got forty for Oxlade Chamberlain, didn't we? With yeah. what a year left on his deal, or well, like maybe a bit less, a bit more than that. But yeah, I completely agree well, that I, it's. I, I, I see similarities with it between um, Maitland-Niles and the Ox in the sense of uh, at Arsenal, they they kind they Maitland-Niles they've kind of become like nomad players. They don't really mm. have a position. No one knows what this guy's real true position is, apart from the fact that he's played, I think, was he played like 100 games now for us or something like that? Uh, right yeah. Some, some yeah, like he's that? on 90, 90 games. Yeah, it's about 90, 100. It's between that. I think Danny has dropped it in the chat box somewhere. Um, okay. Not going to search all the way through for it, but around 90 to 100 sounds about right in terms of uh, league games for us or appearances in general. But yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. The, the way I can kind of see him is, is he the replacement for like Welbeck? I think if you play him on the wing of all of our wingers, he's the one you'd kind of say, yeah, he'd block up that side for us. You know, the same way that Welbeck would do for us and he did for United mm. was that he'd kind of sit there and you know that that marauding fullback isn't getting past him and he'll track him all the way. I think it's the only way I could see him having a future at Arsenal, really. But... I think he had he played like half a game as like a right, as a right winger uh, this season in Europa League. Um, I, I don't know if it was under Freddie. It was under Emery. And he had, a, he got he had an, taken off. Was it under Emery when the last yeah. and, and he got yeah, taken he had an off absolute half time. stinker. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he was he was rotten, but he was his confidence, bless him, at that point was shot to bits, like. He was he was re- he was really poor, even as a right back at that point. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about yes. someone who uh, has kind of, as we've just said, would has come in and kind of come in ahead of him as well. Uh, Saka, should we talk about that young man's performance? Um, Femi, I think you popped in our chat box from Seelor AFC that you know he's got nine assists and three goals, um, mostly from left back at eighteen, like. Where do we start singing this boy's praises? I'll let you guys go for this one. Yeah. <laughs> go on, I had started already on him. <sighs> he it's it's he's a phenomenal talent. Um it not just his ability, his his mental fortitude as well, kind of thing, because he really could have like he could have absolutely fallen by the wayside, you know, an underperforming side. A side that was leaking goals left, right, and centre. You know, the, he's 18 years old, thrown in at left back, 
but he's absolutely flourished. He's been absolutely fantastic. I think I think it also it helps him a little bit coming onto the ball rather than maybe playing on the on the shoulder kind of a little bit more. But um, the guy is just absolutely fantastic. We need to we need to uh, tie him down to 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 a contract um, ASAP. And I, let's say that make that sounds redundant and and you know thing but he's just been absolutely fantastic i really when he first came in i think i said it i was on a pod when he, his first game i think i did one of the live shows it was one of his first games at left back and i was bricking it for him uh, yeah. i was i thought oh god this is gonna ruin him but he's just been absolutely fantastic and it couldn't have happened to a nicer kid um you know i say he's been 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 at the arsenal since what he was like eight or something like that you know he's um he's from say he's from my neck of the woods. The uh, my uh, my mate's wife would, used to teach him English at high school, and from what I've heard, he was an absolute lovely dude. He's an absolute credit to the club. So yeah, I'm I'm so pleased that 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 we've got him, and and like I say, I'm, he's just going from strength to strength. Yeah, he seems to have done what Willock did a couple of seasons ago. You know where he first came into the side, and he looks like properly lightweight and he's had like a summer where he's like bulked up a little bit uh well got a bit more physical just basically gone through life you know he's another year older and he's still growing as a as a human uh he's got a bit bigger and he looks to have like properly kicked on from then because i remember seeing him um play against blackpool where joe willock got the two goals in the fa cup last season and he really looked like he was just too small, you know, too slight for the game at the moment. But I think he's really helped from having experience in front of him and the partnership that he's built with Martinelli over this kind of, over the beginning half of this season has been great. You know, we've heard them in interviews saying that, you know, they'll they'll quickly chat in training to work out how they're best going to beat the forward line or beat the back line that they've got. And, you know, plans of who to make the runs and, I think we'll see him when Tierney comes in uh, or Kolasinic, whoever comes in, we'll see him move up to the left side of the attack and it will give us an alternative uh, to kind of bring Aubameyang into the centre. But I don't know what you guys feel about that, of whether or not we do see him long term when everyone's coming back for him to really push Aubameyang for that starting place on the left side of our forward line. Without a doubt. I think that's what's going to happen. I think um, I think games like today, I could see Aubameyang being the focal point up front, if that makes sense. Because the way that we played, I didn't think we needed a hold-up striker. We need, we were breaking on them, and we had sort of runners going left and right. So I think Aubameyang can play up front. I think Saka... When Tierney gets back, I, I actually think Kolasinac will play on Sunday, funny enough, just to give Saka a little breather um, going into uh, next week's set of games, I guess. But uh, we shall see. But one thing that surprises me, actually, is when you're talking about how much he's grown, his strength, he doesn't get bounced off the ball, does he? he he's quite, he holds the ball as he's running forward. Players seem to bounce off of him, even how small he is. He, he's got like a lot of upper body strength, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got that that um, 
street footballer vibe about him, doesn't he? The way that he'll kind of beat a man as well. It's a little bit like Maitland-Niles, you know, the way that he'll kind of do that, slow the pace down, then suddenly just burst past a player. He's got that kind of casual attitude to yeah. beating players, which I think's like really helping him out uh, with what he's doing. Um, I think we have been going for 55 minutes now. And to be fair, we could probably talk all night, but that will leave the guys who've got to do a podcast next week. Fuck all to talk about um, if we do. So I, I will say, actually, firstly, to the chat box, I would say thank you, but you know what? Uh, 153 of you in there, 77 thumbs up, one thumbs down. Nah, not having it. Come on, slift them 50%. Get that up to two thirds and I might start talking about saying thank you to you guys. Um, but I will say thanks to Femi and Richard. Thank you very much thanks, for joining guys. me. Thank uh, you. Thanks for having me. Great. I will also say thanks to Michael Harneman and J-Rob for sliding some dollary dues into our uh, front pocket. And there is another thing we'll talk about as well. I am not sure who's doing the Everton game. Uh, I'm not sure if Jason has said. Maybe he has. Let me quickly check. I think Jason is doing one of them. Uh, who else is going to be on it? It won't be John because John's computer is broken. Piochus on Thursday. No, I don't think he sorted out Everton. So I can't help you guys. Danny might be on there. He might not be. Uh, Jason might be on there he might not be I can just continue going through the list of people that now do ABW shows and say they might or might not be on it or what, just rule them out completely what time what time is the game on, on Sunday uh, are we a late kickoff I want to say we're a late kickoff see we're really prepared for yeah, these Arsenal we are podcasts four, we are 4.30 yeah. on 4.30 yeah, 4 on 30. Sunday yeah Femi you'll be at the game won't you I will be yes, Possibly. yes. so yeah there's another person who won't be on the show well, I can confirm that <laughs> here and now Jason Femi's not coming on because he's at the game so uh, I'll say thank you to everybody um, it has been great and I've got to remember now how to turn this shit off as soon as I scored that goal I was fucking livid splendid business get down dog <laughs>